Welcome to Behind the Panels, issue 114, the comic book show that is a real treat, and that's no trick. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. In this spectacular Halloween issue, it's a dark and twisted version of Riverdale, as the Archie Comics characters come to Fox Television. Archie and Veronica blush. Also, Hydra releases the Avengers Age of Ultron trailer into the wild. It's just not the same, no, is it's it? it's not the same. And Marvel responds the only way they can – but by also releasing the Avengers Age of Ultron trailer into the wild. Then it's Arkham Manor, Deathstroke, Mimetic, about 700 hours of television and more in what we've been reading and watching. Plus, our kick-ass pick of the week, Nancy and Hell by El Torres and Juan Jose Reap. This is Behind the Panels. Boys, we're back. About time. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of us are back. Dave, well, once again. Dave's not here. <laughs> uh, because he's still polishing off his film in the mountains. Apparently, far, I, I, far did te- away. I did text with Dave. He should be finished by Wednesday, so he should be on next week. We'll have him back for next week's episode, which I have no idea what we're doing yet. Uh, no. This week, though, is our Halloween special. This is a Halloween special. This is a book that you've been wanting to do on the show for ages, David. Yes. I read this book, uh, God, two years ago now. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, this is just out of its mind. <laughs> and I thought, you need to read this, Richard. And you said, no, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. And well, I forced you to do it this year, didn't I? No, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I, the, the Halloween book I keep meaning to, and we're going to have to wait till next year now, is Batman The Long Halloween. Mm. It's the obvious one to do. Uh, so we haven't done it yet. And sometimes the obvious one we just don't get to, like The Killing Joke took us two Absolutely. Years to Absolutely. But that's partly the reason we're not doing that this year as well. We did two big, we've done about three Batman titles this year. We, we yes. started off on the uh, the inauspicious start of uh, Batman Strikes Again, I think, this year. <laughs> and uh, we've also done Killing Joke in year one. So like, that's, we're going to give Batman a rest for a little while. But uh, definitely this time next year, we will be doing Batman. The Long Halloween, because if you haven't read that, go and read it. And now, we've anyway. had requests for ages also to do Hush, and we'll get to Hush at some point as well. Yeah. One we definitely want to do. And, and we had a bit of feedback this week. I think uh, Matthew Kay, a long-time listener, many-time caller, mm. actually suggested we do The Man Who Laughs again. Yeah. So these are all, all – the thing things. is, we, we, this is not the Batman podcast. No. So, but it sometimes feels that it way. It does. So. I mean, Batman is a very large character in the, in the comics world, but and it is his 75th birthday. Absolutely. So we've got to be kind to the old bugger. But, and we uh, will have some words, a little few words about Batman in the what we've been reading section yeah. as well coming and, up. And even though we missed a week, don't worry, we will be talking about all those DC films uh, later yes. uh, in the show as well. But first, David, here's a message from somebody's sponsor. They've got Wolverine. They've got Storm. Even Beast. Right where those mutants belong. In a cat. Chef Boy RD, all your favorite X-Men in pasta shapes and excellent sauce. We got them. And only you can set them free. New X-Men pasta. It's not just a meal, it's an adventure. I wonder if that actually passed the Food and Drug Administration <laughs> testing. Whether it pasta food. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> no one to you to stop us. I don't want to eat Wolverine. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> only you can set them free. Once you've digested them, obviously. <laughs> that is weird. X-Men pasta. I like how you said, here's somebody's pasta. 
I'm, well, Chef Boyardee. I guarantee. Um, <laughs> that was a real inside baseball, that one. Uh, so we're back. This is, this is I think this is what we do. Is this what we normally do? We kind of do. Normally we have three people doing it, but that's we okay. We do normally have three we people. We haven't done this just two of us for a while now. No, actually, it's been so. a while, actually. Well, apart from the, um, well, no, that's not true. We always going to say that's apart from the live shows. No, but we had guests. We had that. guests. We had people on stage. We had a number of people on yes, stage we did, for that. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Ryan and Nicola. And, and Freddie. Freddie. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dave. David, I just you're the, when you're in the room, you're the only person I can see. That's those eyes. Sorry, Dave. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we have been doing a lot of reading. We're not going to talk about everything we've been reading the last couple of weeks because we'd be here for a, a show as long as the one we did with Andrew Constant a few weeks back. Correct. And so be, and we'll be, try and keep this to a reasonable length. And because you we missed a week, then you know it's because we had a slightly longer week uh, the week before. Mm. But look, we're not going to make, make excuses if you want to. I was working and we couldn't do it. That was basically it. Yeah, we can yeah. make all sorts of excuses. We're just scheduling. Uh, but let's just head straight life in. Life gets in the way, people. It does. <clears throat> sometimes it's, life just gets in the way. Sometimes you're just driving along, you see life in the middle of the road. Sometimes you just run over it. And sometimes you just swerve. Last week we swerved. We swerved. Mm. And un- as a result, the uh, the show got hit. It spent, <laughs> it, spent, it spent a week recovering in hospital. Uh, drinking like little applesauce through a straw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, pretty nurses though. Got a little drip on it. You know, yeah, so. yeah, it was nice. But the nurses were pretty. It got lovely. Thank you so much for the flowers. Yeah, and the sponge baths. Lovely were flowers. Lovely. The sponge baths, <laughs> impeccable. I I would sponge the hell out of a bath right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say we do some what we've been reading. Okay. Well, looks like we got ourselves a reader. between the lines, bitch. I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. No. He's no. not bossing me. I can read behind the lines. I can read behind the panels. I can read right in front of the lines. I can read the actual lines. I could. As printed. Yeah, I could. I could lo- not look for subtext at all. No. I could just read it as it is. Just like an Arkham Manor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was the only segue I had. Nice segue. <laughs> Which brings me to that that uh, that uh, uh, elusive mention of Batman earlier on. Mm. Um I think you and I have just reached a, a pact earlier today when yes. we said we are not going to read Batman Eternal. Suicide murder. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> different pact. It's we different are not pact. going to read Batman Eternal. You can't force us. No, because there's a lot of stuff. A lot of the new series that are starting seem to be branching off from aspects of Batman Eternal. And when Batman 35 came back after zero year, clearly all the stuff had happened. He's living in a well, uh, and, and, tower and, now. And, and, and this book is directly related to it because they're sitting there going, Arkham Asylum blew up. When did oh, this happen? But I've been reading... Ba- Oh, no, that's right. We've been away for a year. Um, mm. Mm. But I just don't really want to read a weekly Batman series. No. I mean, no. one, who, who who can afford that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm getting a little bit fed up with the fact that uh, the DC really is mm. meaning Detective Comics again, apparently, yeah. because it uh, it is Batman all the time, every time. <laughs> all Batman all the time. Coming at you from DC Entertainment. Uh, but Arkham Manor, you know, I, I thought it was going to be an interesting attempt at doing something different because as a result of uh, Arkham Asylum apparently blowing up, they've got to house the inmates somewhere and rather than... Uh, put them in a field mm. with like in, in or a stadium, as stadium, which is going to be temporary tents, whatever. Um, Wayne Manor has been given over to to the to the government. But the the, the backstory to this, he seems they, to they, have lost. They it. sit there and say, "Well, that young that young uh, 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 Wayne has, has has you know has lost his fortune." When when did this happen? Behind the couch. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like I, I, so anyway. Batman Eternal is annoying me. The fact that there all this stuff is happening yeah. in Batman Eternal. Long story short, uh, Bruce Wayne. In disguise, because he's the master of disguise, goes into Arkham, uh, well, his old house. So, people, for those who are my age, mm. you'll start going, This sounds a lot like Brubaker, the Robert mm. Redford film from the 70s, yeah. where he's the warden who goes into <laughs> prison to see how things are going. It's exactly like that. Yeah. And so, he, uh, that's, that's where it ends up, this issue, spoilers. But to me, I couldn't quite dig how this was different from a regular Batman book. The only thing so I will say they didn't say want is, to call it Batman Arkham Manor. I actually had to go back and look at the artist's name again because mm. the art looks like it's done by Sean Murphy. It does. It really did, it didn't really it? It really looks like Sean Murphy's artwork. It's really, really. And I had to go back and actually have a look at it again because I'm going, wait a minute. this And it wasn't. Um, I, the artist's name has eluded me. Um, It'd be good if I had these details at hand, If only it? we had. <laughs> bus, or even if I just had my iPad open well, in front of a, me. Is it on your iPad? Is it, it is on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> but I have read it, David. <laughs> what, what, what was it called again? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, dear God. <laughs> While he goes back and looks for those details. <laughs> this is a wonderful radio. Uh, did you have that artist name yet? Yeah, like I told you, it was Sean Crystal. Oh, there you go. Sean. Yeah. Well, same Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So yeah, it, 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 there are definitely uh, some some Sean Murphy esque elements to it. The coloring is beautiful yes. as well because it has sort of this almost autumnal look. And don't get me wrong, it's actually not a bad book. You read it; it's a good story. It's intriguing. It's a murder mystery. He's going in to find it out. Blah blah blah. And all I could think was, I don't really care. No, but the, the, the series I am caring about. I mean, it's, it, look, the thing is, I love Batman. I love Batman books. I'm a huge fan. But this one is just not one I'm going to keep up with. No. So well, I can't. There's only so many Batman yeah. books I can read. I'm reading read. Batman. I'm reading. I'm, I'm going to keep up with things like Gotham Academy because I think they're fun. Batgirl, I've given up on, um, but I might give that a, a second issue. Go. Batgirl, Batgirl gets another couple of issues from me just purely Absolutely. because you always got to give them a chance. Yeah, this will get a couple of issues from me as well. I just don't I say see myself read everything continue. up to issue three and then yeah, yeah. and then make your choice um, or at least read the first arc. You yeah. know, um, the thing that is completely captivating me is the multiversity. Uh, this is Grant Morrison's series, The Multiversity. The Just came out this week, and this 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 particular issue because you know how he's doing. I love uh, the cover. Oh, well, it is. It, it's because it's set in a world where, like, all the superhero parents mm. have basically gotten rid of crime, gotten rid of world trouble, and so these are all the bored, uh, rich children of the superheroes. So it's kind of somewhere between Kingdom Come and Jupiter's Legacy mm. with a bit of Bold and the Beautiful thrown in. And the in cover looks measure. like a gossip magazine. It does. With, yeah, and it's like, it's like, oh, what's this What's you this know, person it's, doing? It's like, you know, <laughs> Superman and Batman, is the bromance over? Yeah. And stuff like that. So, and Arrowette, she's not daddy's she's not daddy's little girl anymore and <laughs> things like that. So you've got, it's actually, it's, it's legacy characters and sometimes it's legacy of legacy characters. So you've got like uh, Connor Hawke's daughter is Arrowette and... Um, all these sorts of things are happening. It's a, it's it's a really really good issue. It it really starts weaving in that idea that there's comic books bleeding in from other parallel mm-hmm. universes and and that they're kind of somehow controlling things and what what's happening with that. Uh, it gets you know a little bit existential when it when when uh, Lexi Luther or Alexis <laughs> Luther, who is who is Batman's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Actually, she's still got a completely shaved head, though, which I thought was really nice. Touch um, actually says, "What do you? What's your whole take on the whole comic books that might be art? You know, and that kind of thing." And so they're reflecting back on comic books. A lot of our creators are creators in their universe. So they said, "He's like, oh, did I tell you about the adventure I had with Sandman?" And, they, and she's like, "What? Neil Gaiman Sandman?" And, <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, it was in a dream the other night." So and it was kind. It's this really, really meta sort of thing, but it, it kind of. I like it because if if you live in a world like that where you're rich and your every fantasy is kind of like and you're bored, that these are apathetic heroes. They've got nothing to fight for until something happens. Um, like what what role do comic books have in a world like that? Because you know reality is far more you know more of a fantasy life than mm. than comics could ever provide. You know, and they've they've won all their battles, and then then somebody commits suicide in this world. And it's like, well, what? And that, for some people, that almost makes them feel emotion. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's, it's a really interesting take. I mean, it, it is very classic uh, Grant Morrison stuff. I could talk about it all day. I'm halfway through a review that is, is getting longer and longer and longer. So I'm actually at the point, though, where I want to stop reading Multiversity and I read want to bank them up and actually read it through yeah. as a piece. Um, the waiting month by month is actually starting to drag, it's starting to get it a little bit tiresome because every, it is so deep every you know? issue is is a different story though understandable but, but it's still uh, you know it's all going to tie back in on itself yeah probably. when we get to multiversity 2 at the very end yeah and so you kind of go i want to i want to be fresh on it all so that it actually all i'm not even sense. sure multiversity 2 is the final one i think it's something else but it is it is mm. yeah wrapping up it is i think ultra comics which is the comic they're all reading is going to be the final issue. So right. it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with that. Um, just a couple of other quick ones that came out this week before we, we talk about a few big ones. Uh, Deathstroke number one came out this week. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of the character. I like him in Arrow and TV series. And like I like that. him as secondary character. Uh, I have, I have a, I have a yeah. lot of trouble with Deathstroke as a primary character. And, and it's not that I hate the character or anything. It's just as books, they just don't grab me. Agreed. He's no Deadpool. 
you know? No. Which is kind of, he's the DC's Deadpool. Yeah. And he's no Deadpool in the sense of that sense of humor or anything like that. Unlike so, Harley Quinn, which we'll talk about in a minute. Get to that in a second. But um, so with uh, with Deathstroke number one, it doesn't fill me with excitement. No. Because I've, I've, I remember Deathstroke and the Ravagers early I, on. And I, I will say this much for the issue, though. There is a twist at the end of this issue, which I didn't see coming. And I don't know the character that well, but this, this could change things significantly. And if, if they... And it's something that's very new 52 about right. this twist. So um, the other book that came out this week that I had to have a look at, of course, is <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ghostbusters number one. So it's a crossover. Not the first time they crossed over, but definitely the most fun. Uh, it was it was a ball of fun. It really is. It, it's like two parallel Earths, two parallel New Yorks, um, and uh, the, the Ninja Turtles are trying to just teleport from one place to the other but end up accidentally teleporting into the Ghostbusters New York. They all end up in a church together because uh, they've all sort of been drawn there for different reasons, but uh, they end up fighting. Like, no, that's right. The church is the is the Turtles' base of operations in their universe because right. it's an abandoned church. There's very much a real wedding and ceremony happening in, the, in, in a Ghostbusters <laughs> New York, so suddenly all these turtles burst in. Um, but then there are ghost attacks and all this sort of stuff. Um, it's really good. There's, t- there's three different art styles throughout it, depending on which time period they're in, but it all kind of seamlessly blends together. It is just really fun. So if you're a fan of any of the franchises, either of those franchises, just just go and get, check this out because I think you'll really enjoy it. It's only four issues though, so if you wait for trade, just as good, right, I think. Right. Um, mimetic number one. Now, I didn't get a chance to have a look at this. What did, tell me about this it. This is fascinating. This is uh, James Tinney in the fourth's new book. Um, and he was used to be the co-writer on Batman with Scott Snyder and did Talon and things like that. Oh, okay, yeah. And he, this is a book about a meme, uh, which uh, is a it's basically it's the happy sloth, the happy-go-lucky sloth, and it's just like this sloth waving, and it's got all these sort of spirals coming at him, and everyone's like, have you seen the picture of the sloth yet? It's great. And everyone's posting on Facebook, and Reddit crashes because everyone's looking at it, and it turns that people get these waves of euphoria sort of washing over them, and then... Um, it ultimately comes out that it, it's, it's having a, a more negative effect as well. But there's a handful of characters who can't work out what is happening, and our, our lead character can't work it out because they've got um, they can't see in color. Um, they were born in uh. a condition, and there's another character who's actually got macular degeneration, so they can't see the image and all it's worth. So they they're sort of immune to it, um, but it's sending everybody a little bit loopy, and so it's and it's sort of like a couple of people have worked out who are sort of ex-military. They're saying. Is this what we've been worried about? The weaponization of the meme, <laughs> and and it's actually really, I mean, on that level as well. I mean, you know, everyone everyone and their dog tries to write something about the internet and, and the effects of it. This is done really well, so I think it's worth a look if you haven't checked out. I will have a look at yet. that tonight. Um, I'm not going to worry about the last two on that list. I, I, the only thing I'm going to say about Death of Wolverine stuff is he's kind of dead. He's kind of deadish <laughs> he's frozen in carbonite uh if you've read that he you'll should know be what very I mean. safe in there as long as he survived the freezing process all <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, i see now is a white blur um but avengers versus x-men axis or as it looks stylized to me sixes um it's just not grabbing me uh it, it is the big event at the moment but i have to say this is one of those events that i'm just like i've, I've, I've had enough of events for a while original sin was a big Great event. And they just for me. came out with originals in annual. Since I know. when do events get annuals? <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, we're going to talk more about Marvel Redux events in a little bit, uh, just a little yes. bit later, but um, particularly for summer next year. No, look, Access, I haven't jumped on board yet because you know I'm in a bit of a moratorium for X Men. Mm. So I'm kind of. And, <laughs> You'll read all the Avengers bits. Well, I, funny thing is, I'm kind of in a moratorium for Avengers too. Um, I, I've got to admit, there's not much I'm reading in terms of Avengers X Men at the moment. No. I'm reading a lot of the satellite characters. I kind of pick things up and look at it and go, is it back yet? No, okay, put it down. Mm. You know? And I've got to say, I'm still reading a lot of Marvel. Yes, me too. Just, just not those ones. I lo- and look, I love the Avengers and I love the X Men. I'm just, and I will come back to it. I'm not saying don't read it or anything like that. I'm just saying I'm just a little X Men Avengered out yes. at the moment. Agreed. So, um, as com- in comic books. <laughs> Let me yeah. stress that in comic books because mm. uh, we have something coming up in news. Oh yeah, soon. <laughs> oh yeah, very much so. Um, I was, but we we have to mention because we both just read it before the show it was Harley Quinn number eleven, which for you, David, uh, is a very 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 special issue. Well, yeah. Look, Harley Quinn is no it's no secret that Harley Quinn at this moment is probably one of my favorite books coming out monthly. And then and to too. add to that, the guest star of Power Girl. 
is just awesome. Written? Written by Amanda Carter. And so, Jimmy Palmiotti. Jimmy Palmiotti. So, uh, now, the only thing that would have made this even more special mm. is if Amanda Connor had actually done the sequential art. She did the cover, though, and the cover is But Chad Harden's but Chad Harden, next I, best thing. When I opened so. it up, I actually thought Amanda Connor had drawn it. Mm. Uh, his artwork is sensational. It, 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 he's, it's almost like he is the, the prodigy yeah. <laughs> of Amanda Connor. It um, is... It is. It's a funny book. It's an ama- it's it's hilarious. I, I like just you know, there's all the obvious jokes about the boob window and all that kind of stuff, but it's just Harley Quinn is batshit. Like she is absolutely. She is and but let's just stress: nobody writes Power Girl like Palmodi and Connor. Mm. Period. Even though she's unconscious, even though for she's most unconscious, and then when she comes to, she can't. She has a memory. It doesn't matter because we're talking not just about Power Girl, the character, but the surrounding story yeah. around her. Nobody writes Power Girl like those people. You yeah. know? Um, they understand the ludicrous nature of this character yeah. and they play up on it. And they play up on her sexuality. They play up on her physique. They play mm. up on everything about her and they just know and, her. And that's actually the, the parallel that you can have with both of those characters, Power Girl and Harley Quinn, is that the two characters that even in the superhero universe just stick out like sore thumbs. Yes. And they don't belong wherever they go. And that's what makes them actually work as a really good <laughs> sort of pseudo team in this thing. I think Harley would like them to be a team. Well, but Harley's trying to make them be a she, lit- <laughs> she literally makes her a uniform. <laughs> Harley that. gets her own uniform with her own little boob window. I love the that. fact that she makes uh, Power Girl a Harley Quinn costume, but kind of in Power Girl style. Yeah. And because Power Girl is so big, and I'm not <laughs> talking about her boobs here, I'm just talking about in general as yeah. like Amazonian physique, as soon as she stands up, the entire costume just rips and falls off. <laughs> <laughs> With a beautiful piece of framing, yes. in well, which just, is something that they did all the way through the Power Girl comic. Yeah. It was always frame it just perfectly. That you couldn't <laughs> see anything. So you've got you've got. Harley Quinn standing right in front of her with two little pigtails that are just hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we want to, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the TV shows that are playing at the moment, but also quickly mention that next week, which is the 29th of October releases, there will be things like Dark Gods, uh, Harley Quinn Annual is actually coming out next week as well, which should be really good. And I'm hoping if there's an annual, there's at least a little bit from Amanda Connor in there as well. Uh, Rasputin is a book that I'm looking forward to simply because Riley Rosmo is doing the art and I really love his mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Axis Revolutions, if you're into Axis, Axis has already got a spinoff. Uh, Deathlock, brand new series from Marvel next week. So Deathlock's getting... Uh, that makes sense considering he was a major character in Agents, Agents of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield, so. And also Guardians of the Galaxy 20, which I think is the concluding part. Please the, be the concluding part. Yeah, to, to the whole uh, return of um, Richard Rider. Yeah. Uh, what happened to Richard Rider, the original sin. How'd they get out of the cancer? Yeah, the yeah. whole story, uh, which the, to, to, to be honest, the, the second issue was just, it felt like it was padding. Yes. Um, okay, speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think Don't we it, have a theme? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we do. I've, I forgot that uh, we should talk about what we've been watching. I've been watching you. As I was saying, Agents of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, was my favourite thing that I think came out this week. And we're talking about a, a week when we had Arrow and Gotham and The Flash and The Walking Dead, which were all fabulous. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is just doing it right. Look, I think the fact that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is finally starting to introduce a bunch of new characters. Mm. We're getting uh, Simmons back. Uh, so she's back in the fold. And let's face it, introducing Mockingbird was oh. just a, a stroke of genius, especially it's, with the casting of Adrian Palicki. Who was, as you don't know, we were in David E. Kelly's Wonder Woman in the abandoned pilot. So, uh, but that was amazing, and just the introduction of that character, the with with the with the the, the batons and all, yep, yep. Uh, it was classic. It's like, do you, do you know what? That this shows you the strength of that show at the moment because Angels of Shield was a show that we much much hammered last last year, and and justifiably so, and justifiably so. But the strength of that show right now is the fact that I had heard that Adrian Palicki was coming mm. onto this show. I had heard she was playing Mockingbird, <laughs> and then when she came on at the beginning of this episode, and she was a Hydra agent, I didn't doubt it. Yeah, I completely forgot that she was supposed to be playing Mockingbird. Yeah, me too. And when she pulled out the two sticks and started beating guys, I went, "Oh, that's right." <laughs> <laughs> and it was done to the whole like action sequence done impeccably. Yeah. You know. Uh, there, there was a really great, expensive-looking action sequence in this where they escape in a Quinjet. Yeah. Uh, and it's just amazing. I think my, my son made the observation. He said, it's amazing that the Quinjet effects are just as good as the film's Quinjets. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, like, it's fantastic. I mean, some of the elements are undoubtedly reused, but it's, it's just, it looks a treat. Mm. And 
it, the, dramatically, it's a great show as well. They've actually made Sky a more compelling character mm-hmm. now that her, her and Coulson are examining the alien, the alien mm. um, uh, scratchings on the yeah. wall. Uh, the the introduction of the new cast members, in particular the English guy, is fantastic. Um, and I love the fact that he's almost an analog for Hawkeye uh, because Mockingbird. It's the ex-husband, mm. and of course, if, for those who read comics, we know that Hawkeye was the ex-husband. Yes. But yeah. the English guy is very much Hawkeye-esque. Uh, in, yeah, in his sort of mannerism. Lo- lovable rogue, lovable rogue, rogue, kind of a loser. You yeah, know, stuff like that. So they've actually got that analog to, for her yeah. to to uh, fight back against. But it'd be interesting to see if they actually get them together or do anything with them mm. in the cinematic universe with Jeremy Renner. Uh, and don't worry, there will be something about the Avengers later. We're coming to that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, what are you up to date with, David? Have you watched... I'm up to date uh, on The Flash, which I still think is an absolutely solid show. Uh, and can I just say, I think one word I can use to describe that show is joyous. Yeah, it's joyous. It's yeah. it's it's pure it's pure uh, superhero superhero television. Yeah. It's like costume effects. They don't yeah. they don't hold back. They just go for they it. They have they actually had like a um, a meta villain this week. Yes, uh, it was a uh, the gas guy. Gas guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think they called him the mist. The mist. One time, one <laughs> but it's, it's exactly what you want to see. We also had the introduction of Ronnie. Uh, yes, Ronnie Raymond. Ronnie uh, Raymond. Uh, so we've had the introduction of that character. Curiously, he was played by Robbie Amell, who is Stephen Amell's cousin. Well, there you go. There you uh, well, we haven't been introduced yet, and they have actually announced the casting, so we know who's playing him, but it's gone out of my head. Uh, we do know the name of the scientist who gets... Fused with, with Ronnie. Ronnie yeah. I forget who the actor is who's going to play that. I'd have to that. look it up as well. So we will be seeing Firestorm soon. This yes. can't be far off. Uh, my my prediction. We'll be seeing the Fury of Firestorm. <laughs> the Fury of Fire. My prediction will be it'll be Sweeps Week. Yeah. We will introduce Firestorm or on is, Sweeps Week. Or is Sweeps Week when they're doing the Arrow crossover? That's possible too. Yeah, because they are doing episode eight. So if you if you're watching one show, try and watch both at the same time mm-hmm. uh, because. And the order is Flash first, then Arrow. Yep. Um, because they'll be doing part one in Flash, part two in Arrow that week, and I cannot wait. Yeah. So I've been I've been working quite heavily this week. So I'm actually behind. Uh, I didn't get to see Arrow. I'm gonna see it tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, because I actually rewatched. Good episode. I actually episode. rewatched uh, X Men: Days of Future Past this mm-hmm. week. So the one night I did have off, I watched that. So uh, which I really enjoyed. Second time around. No, I watched that again this week too. Yeah, you know, I really enjoyed really it. enjoyed that. Um, so I, I actually t- t- I'm going to confess to the world here. Did not off the first time I watched it, <laughs> mostly because I hadn't slept in a couple of days, but that's all right. I was there in the cinema with him. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I am actually one episode back on Arrow, but I'm really looking forward. I'm really enjoying this season of Arrow. Yeah, me too. Really enjoying this season of Arrow. Uh, Gotham, I have to say, I'm actually a couple of episodes behind on. Look, um, I think I think you'll enjoy Gotham. Gotham's building up some interesting stuff, although it is showing its limitations in this respect. And this is not a spoiler, people. The, the, the latest episode of Gotham to air at the time of us recording this had a gas that was uh, a drug gas thing that was being released through... Uh, it's gas again. It's gas week. Um, week. Throughout, <laughs> <laughs> throughout uh, Gotham City. Way too much protein. <laughs> Far too much protein in, in both Gotham and, and Keystone <laughs> City. Uh uh, was it Central City? I can't remember. Central, Central City. City. Central City. Um, the <laughs> the uh, thing was, it was very, very much like the Joker Venom. It was very much Joker or, or you know, right, something like right, that. Right. So I just think that that's one of the limitations of the show is that because it's set before Batman, there are clearly going to be certain heroes and villains that they cannot use mm. because they are products of Batman or, or, or the things that Batman has to happen. Or within the age group of Batman. Batman. Yeah. So... They are showing the limitations. Some people have already started guessing that the Penguin character, uh, that we're all assuming is going to be Penguin, and they keep talking about him in terms of being Penguin, he should adopt that name, is that is he actually, is they, are they going to twist this on us and he's actually the Joker? You know, things like that. Oh, interesting. But, so, because he's kind of got that long, gaunt kind of features to him. He, he looks, when he smiles, he looks a little bit like the Joker. But he is Cobblepot, and they call him the Penguin. Like, yeah, that's I don't canon. think that, you can't. You can't make him no, the Joker. I don't. I don't want that to happen. No, but people have started guessing that. I, well, I have to say it now because if it comes true, you heard it here first. <laughs> Fair enough. Because I heard it from someone else. <laughs> uh, the other thing that uh, is very exciting is this week is also Constantine. Um, yeah, at, which at we the, haven't had a chance to at see. At the time yet. of recording, it's only just aired in the States. So we usually have to wait uh, 24 hours before it becomes available on things like iTunes and yeah. whatnot. So we have to wait for that to come out. But. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking forward to that because apparently really in the that. first episode there's even little crossovers to other heroes and things like that. Cool. So they're building cool. that little universe. Yes, 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 yes. Cool. Very nice. Um, David, I think um, uh, before we... Oh, well, I think let's just move on to the news headlines because we've got a lot to talk about at the end of those. 
Brubaker and Sean Phillips will bring their creator-owned Criminal to Image Comics with a new one-shot and collection from January 2015. DC Comics will release The Multiversity, the guidebook number one in January from Grant Morrison and artists Nicholas Scott, Gary Frank, Klaus Janssen, deep breath, Dan Jurgens, Chris Sprouse, Ben Oliver and more. Marvel will introduce a new hearing-impaired character named Safira in a new comic by Marvel Custom Solutions and the Children's Hearing Institute of New York. A dark and weird Archie comic script is heading for television as Fox picks up a live-action Riverdale. Hmm. Constantine Film and Dark Horse Entertainment are bringing the graphic novel Polar Came from the Cold to the big screen. That's hard to say. It is. Uh, Vinnie Jones will join the growing cast of CW's Arrow as supervillain Danny Brick Brickwill. Oh, can't wait. The Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Tape Volume 1 will be released on cassette on the 28th of November. Come and get your love. Come and get your... Flashbacks <laughs> to the live shows, David. Uh, finally, a little trailer dropped this week for an independent production we're referring to as Avengers Age of Ultron. I kind of really miss Dave this I week. I do miss Dave. Uh, so it's time for one of our patented trailer commentaries. All right, so let's fire this up. Okay. City. It's Terminator 2. Something <laughs> <laughs> oh, more Terminator 2. Explosion. Oh, look, that's a shot from the first Avengers. <laughs> that guy looks happy. Oh. Why am I dripping with goo? <laughs> oh. Why can't I walk down a road without cars blowing up? <laughs> mew, mew. <laughs> mew, mew. Music they video. So sad. They all look so sad. It's the music video. Oh, he doesn't look happy. Hulk sad. Oh. I kept puppet on a string. Strings. <laughs> See how many bottles were there in that party? They must be raging alcoholics. <laughs> well, it's that superhero metabolism. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice chalet. Oh, kick a door open. <laughs> hey, I like the new cap suit. The cap suit looks rad. Yeah, the cap suit looks good. Looks like they finally got a balance between original and. That's uh, Twilight crossover in the forest there. Oh, flash dance. <laughs> <laughs> that was from oh, Jake. that's the Barton uh, shot of Ultron. Oh, 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 lots, Ultrons, of, oh lots of Ultrons. Lots of Ultrons. That's a very bad. Oh, why, Mew did, Mew. why did you drop Mew Mew? <laughs> it's the end. The end of the path I started us on. I thought that was Iron Man 3. Oh, Steve Zissou. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Alter, alter reality. Ah, oh, Hulkbuster. Oh, that's a little head. I think I just. <laughs> oh, that's awesome too. Oh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Scarlet Witch. Peggy. Oh, Gollum. Shirtless Thor. You always got Black Swan. Oh, Black Swan. Yeah. Oh, new oh. costume for, for Hawkeye. Hulk smash. Big time. Oh, wait. Here comes the line. There are no strings on me. Oh, yeah. Oh. I think... Uh, I think uh, I'm going to need him in it, David. Wait a minute. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> You've been looking for an excuse to play that clip for ages. Uh, oh, that one in this one. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. So never that, more appropriate. Never more appropriate. So uh, the the trailer. Should we play it again. <laughs> <laughs> I've already seen it four times today. All right. So, <laughs> so look, Age of Ultron's trailer yeah. dropped. It is amazing. It's, it is. Uh, it you've is, all seen it. You know you have. The thing even, that, even Dave Longo texts us to say that he'd watched it and he never watches and he trailers. doesn't watch trailers anymore absolutely the thing that gets me about that trailer and I think one of the things that we really should point out at this is we have heard rumor that the whole Hulkbuster Hulk thing is either the first 10 or last 10 minutes yeah. of the film most of this trailer is about that if you watch that trailer closely, almost all those shots are from one one or two scenes. Yeah. The Hulkbuster scene and the party scene where there's a hell of a lot of bottles. Yes. In there. <laughs> the Avengers. And then a couple of shots of Ultron just to... <laughs> the Avengers Age of Intervention. <laughs> We've got and to then... talk about your drinking problem, my <laughs> Well, that's Ultron. Ultron's just the AA agent coming in. Say, yeah. <laughs> saying, now you people have got to stop. <laughs> We're uh, the Avengers. You're only hurting those you love. <laughs> you, said it, you said it yourself, bitch. We're the Avengers. <laughs> um, but yes, I think what's really amazing is I don't think that actually gives anything away. No, and I think there's there's... It feels like there's heaps in there, mm. but it's that that is still my friend the teaser trailer. 
Yes. Now, the backstory of this, of course, is that it got leaked. It was meant to screen <laughs> uh, next week's uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it got leaked by somebody. So uh, Marvel has quickly put it out in the high-res version and yes. we've been watching it over and over, over and, and over and over Like again. the Guardians trailer before. It's uh, Yeah. yeah. So uh, the next trailer that's meant to drop is, of course, uh, Batman versus Superman. Superman. <laughs> we should bring us to our talking point, David. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that happened while we were away, we took a week off and DC announced nine movies. Well, they will do that. Yeah. Um, now, but, here's, so, but here's the first thing we state. Before we state this list of movies, mm. I take everything DC says filmatically, mm. cinematically, filmatically, whatever. You just made up a word. I did. I love making up words. <laughs> I take everything they say with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, your, your salt count must be high. Sodium count is My sodium the roof. count is real high at this point because <laughs> we have seen Warner Brothers do this before. Yeah. Announce a whole bunch of big budget superhero films. Let's, let's, let, me, let me count the ways. It's reactionary. Justice so. League Mortal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman. Yes. Superman Lives. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they've done this before and then suddenly gone, no, we're not doing any of them. Because some of these choices are interesting, like the obvious ones, Batman versus Superman, sorry, Batman v Superman, Dawn of the Planet okay, of the Apes. We know we that's that was coming. They're actually shooting it. So The curious one that David Ayer is directing the next film, which is Suicide Squad. Which I hadn't heard a lot about it, but some news dropped uh, this morning, yeah. last night, which was they are actually courting Jesse Eisenberg to reprise or reprise his Lex Luthor yeah, be for Suicide Squad. So, so. that's happening. At so this point. there is going to be a Wonder Woman film. So DC have got one thing up on Marvel at the moment. They have got a female-led film. Correct. Uh, Justice League is being split into two films. Which really worries me. Justice League Part 1 just in 2017, uh, which is not that long away. No. Why didn't they just call it Justice League and then call the next one Justice League... Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice or whatever, you know. Give it a name rather than part one, part two. I think this is just horrible. But yeah. anyway. Uh, but there could be placeholder names. Yeah. So Justice League part one and then Justice League part two will be in 2019. So it's only two years apart. Um, the Flash. Ezra Miller is the new Flash. He's the cinematic Flash as opposed to Why Grant Gustin. Why are just using... Because, well, they've been sort of talking about them keeping them separate. And honestly, you know what? Because of the same reasons you just said, I'm actually glad they're doing it this way because... Uh, DC's track record with cinema hasn't been terrific. That's true. Their television record is pretty strong at this point. So I think I'm quite happy for them to keep doing what they're doing on television, keep Arrow and keep Flash going really well, keep you know uh, Gotham and Constantine and, and all those sort of things ticking along nicely. And, and let them make or break the cinema on its own terms, you know? <laughs> fair, uh, enough, because, fair enough. Because Man of Steel, as we know, is not our favourite film. No. Um, Aquaman. Jason Momoa is actually finally confirmed. Uh, it's 2018, though. It's a ways off. Um, <laughs> uh, if they can actually make this swim, <laughs> I, I would be happy. We would have already seen, presumably, um, Aqua Vita Man in, <laughs> in Justice League uh, Is he making one. a cameo in Batman v Superman? Or is it I wouldn't just be Justice surprised. Because apparently, what's his face? Um, Ray Fisher, who <laughs> from all accounts, who's got the Cyborg film in 2020, uh, from all accounts, he found out that he had his own film with this announcement. I think oh, they just, okay. I, 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 got, I had this feeling. It's like, oh, who else is in the Justice League? Yeah, give him a film too. Yeah, whatever. You get a film. And you, <laughs> you get, a, get film. a film. Now, can I just say that Cyborg by a film by itself. Cyborg? Cyborg. Now, uh, if they were making. That Cyborg. Palmiotti and Connor's Cyborg. Oh, man. As I'd a film. Be there in a heartbeat. Just make it a spin off of uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be brilliant. Uh, question is will they have Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad? Which Suicide I Squad are we so. doing, you know? Yeah, old school or... Uh, yeah, so... They'd be mad not to put Harley Quinn in a film because then every cosplayer around the world will go to be Harley Quinn, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cyborg worries me. Cyborg has always been a support character. Always been a support character. Yeah, he doesn't even have his own comic. He's never had his own comic as far as I'm aware. Oh, he probably has at some stage. At but some point somewhere down the line. But he doesn't currently. But Cyborg is... A member of the Justice League, or yeah. a member of the old New Teen Titans. The old New Teen Titans. <laughs> wow, that's a mouthful. But if you remember, he was always a support player. Mm. To throw him front and center, make him his own film. It's not it's, it's so a, sure. It's, it's, a it's an move. odd move, and they're leaving the best to last, Green Lantern, because they're giving that as much distance from the other Green Lantern as possible. <laughs> uh, I suspect it's going to be a John Stewart Green Lantern for that one. Yeah, look, they're uh, not going to go back to Hal Jordan. Although some people have started speculating, and, and they could be if they were going to do another female-led film. There's a, it's currently a female Green Lantern in, uh, she's Power Ring. She's basically got the Power oh, Ring. Oh, Power Ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from the Ultra, from the... Um, and can I say, that would actually make a really interesting film because Power Ring in itself is evil. Yeah, and she's, and she's fighting, fighting against the, power, the evil. Yeah. Now, that would actually be an interesting film. Yeah, so it's interesting that 
So I wonder if then if the Green Lantern in that film is going to be the same Green Lantern because presumably they'll have one in Justice League Part 1 unless – or does that mean that we don't get to see like, you know, the first Justice League film – does just, the first Justice League film not have Aquaman and then they introduce Aquaman afterwards and then introduce him into Justice League Part 2. So I'm curious to see whether or not those films that come out in between Justice League Part 1 and Part 2, will the original Justice League not have a Flash, Aquaman and Shazam? No, they have to. Will Will the first Justice League film just be Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman and Cyborg? Uh, you know? Uh, so the Justice League without the five, I mean the, the, the initial five is the Justice League. No, I agree with you, but I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out. So, uh, you anyway, know. Look, uh, it'll be curious to see if they can actually do it. It all just feels a little bit like... Hey Marvel, um, we see what you're doing, and we're going to copy you at the moment. But you know, we'll see. Can I? I can ask you one other question, David. Mm-hmm. Hey Marvel, what's happening over here? <laughs> because this is just a really quick bit of news. But you've probably been following comics news for the last week. Uh, Marvel's got this Ultimate Universe: The End thing coming out for summer or US summer next year, so mid mid of next mid middle of 2015. But they've been announcing all these kind of summer 2015 teasers. For, and all of the titles are callbacks. We and we sort of mentioned, you know, earlier in the year they already have No More Mutants that mm. was coming out, which was of course straight from House of M. But they've got they've announced things with titles that would be very familiar, like Civil War, Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies, X Men Years of Future Past, Planet Hulk, Armor Wars. My favorite one is coming. House of M, Infinity Gauntlet, and Old Man Logan. And there's one more on there as well. Which there, one was that? It's actually not listed there. There's Secret War. Oh, Secret War, of course, yes. Yeah, Secret listed, War has also been... Sorry, it's listed further up in this article. Yeah, yeah Secret, Secret Wars. Secret Wars, which was the first one, I think, that everybody kind of went, huh? Because the first one, because they've done about it five times. Yeah, well, Secret yeah. Wars, the official Secret Wars has been done twice. Mm. And then there's been a few other things called Secret War along the way. But this, they're actually saying, is going to be a reboot of Secret Wars, which is, mm. I can only assume that means we're bringing the Beyonder back and all that sort of stuff. This <sighs> is really weird. And so, I... I Look, honestly, I, I think there's going to be some sort of time travel you know, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey thing, and they're going to have all sorts of these things. But they've also announced Attila and Rising, which is the first new event, hmm. uh, which is because we all know it fell at the end of... Yeah. Uh, and they want to bring that back. They want the Inhumans to play a big part because they can't... Because Let's face it, it all feels a little bit like the Marvel, the Marvel comic universe is all just feeding the Marvel cinematic universe at the moment. And for that purpose, they don't want to create more mutants because they don't have control of those. Yes. But they do have control of Inhumans. And so Inhumans is their big is their big yeah, wish list. I, I tend to agree with that. I think yeah. they're, they're very, I think from what I understand, they're very consciously not creating any more mutants. But David, uh, I think we've, we've, we've spent a lot of, there's been a lot of news. We're catching up a little bit. We are. We've got but, more news that we'll bring back to this. I mean, this talking points we'll come back to time and time again, I think, because I think the bigger one I want to do some research on mm-hmm. and then come back to next week is Civil War. Agreed. Because how the hell do you do that a second time? Well, I think all we know at the moment is the teaser image. Yeah, exactly. So, and the rumor is that's going to be a big part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So, uh, but for now, it's our Halloween pick of the week. Let's do it. Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's it's awfully funny. <laughs> it's the pick of the week. Simmons is dead. Following her untimely demise, Nancy wakes up in a place full of restless souls, demons, and booze. Accompanied only by a self-pitying Lucifer, Nancy must get out of hell the only way she knows how, by cutting through it with a trusty chainsaw. Created by El Torres and Juan Jose Rip, this is a heavy metal journey through the netherworld. This is Nancy in Hell. Ah, rolling thunder, pouring rain. Nancy's coming on like a hurricane. Now, can I just say, state for the record, that we will also be talking about Nancy in Hell on On Earth. Earth. Because the two... This is Nancy in Hell. On Earth. On Earth. <laughs> the reason why, because each book is only four issues. Yes. And they do tell one continuous story. And it, it leads, yeah, directly. They lead directly onto each other. And in fact, 
they even leave it on a cliffhanger at the end of mm. on Earth, and there could be room for another one. Although it's been in a couple of years now, so I don't know if there ever will be. I don't know how you can you can have Nancy in Hell on Heaven, but anyway. Yeah, anyway, uh. <laughs> but the, basically, it's in a nutshell. This is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If she was a smoking truck driver, hard as hard cut, cut off jeans, cut off jeans, hard of na- hard uh, hard as nails, trailer trash. Yeah, you know what I mean, because that's exactly what Nancy Simmons is. You know, she, she is. Uh, by her own story that she was the last survivor of like a horror film type scenario mm. where she was you know the feisty girl who survived the busty feisty girl who survives to the end um, uh, dies, only to find out that she also died that she also died yeah. and then ended up in hell where she she's the only person who's got enough free will to actually fight back against it. Because the one thing Nancy Simmons is, is a powerhouse of willpower. She is. <laughs> she, and the last thing she saw before she died was a chainsaw, yeah. as we find out as we go throughout the, uh, the series. But look, let's not mince words. This is exploitation. This is, this is what... You know, this, this is grindhouse this comic. Is, exactly. This is the best word for it. This is grindhouse book. Uh, and even down to certainly the second volume, the covers um, are all kind of like parodies of yeah. gr- Grindhouse uh, posters, which is wonderful. I love that. Yeah, aspect and if you want to get into it and you want to sit there and say, "Oh, but it's exploitation. She's in a bra and a cut-off pair of jeans the entire." Do you know what? Quite frankly, go to hell because because <laughs> that's the, this book is setting itself up to be yeah. complete exploitation. It is, and it, it does make fun of itself as mm. it goes through. It doesn't it doesn't remotely take itself seriously uh, for one minute. Um, there are a lot of like big speeches and stuff and about hell and heaven, morality and whatnot. Because, but Lucifer. Part in the language is a big pussy. Uh, because he- in fact, I'm going to sum that up. I've actually got bookmarked here. Oh, please do. I have bookmarked here, right here, my favorite line in the book, which is uh, where Nancy Simmons meets Lucifer, mm. and turns out Lucifer is a fallen angel. He mm-hmm. he questioned free will, mm-hmm. and God got so pissed at him. He is the morning star. Threw him down into a pit of despair, mm-hmm. just an, a blank black pit of despair, and said, "Sit on that." His <laughs> his despair manifested itself into what is now hell mm-hmm. and it feeds off of his despair he does he's not it feeds off his despair as well as the collective imaginations of what hell of is of what hell is and that's yeah. right and so basically he's not satan he's not yeah. He's not the devil, as we all know. He's just this guy who sits there and crying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that he does this big speech about it all and Nancy finally says to him, "Geez, either you really are the prince of lies." <laughs> Or the biggest pussy in all of creation. <laughs> well, I mean, I like it to the point that in, in, in the second volume in Nancy in Hell on Earth, when this guy that's worshipped Satan his whole life, yes. you know, actually meets him and it's like, you, really, you? You're the guy that He's I've bitterly disappointed when he finally meets him. He goes, he goes, well, no, I'm not Satan. I'm actually Satan's a creation of you people. But you know. yeah, I'm the morning star. So, I'm actually an angel. Like the, 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 the rest of the angels who we meet in, in volume two are more badass than he is. So, uh, this is like, and literally most of this book is, is Nancy slicing and dicing her way through hell. There is another character who... Um, is and I can't remember what he's originally, but he keeps calling himself Mister Mister Macarb, yeah. And he, he has another sort of you know, Pyth- Pythios, Pythios, Pyth- yeah, yeah, Pythios. yeah. Uh, or Pythos, something like that. Um, but he, yeah, calls himself Mister Macarb because he likes the sound of it, yeah. Um, and he is kind of working to, to he's control. He's the string puller. Yeah. He's he's basically, and part of the story is actually narrated by him because mm. he's basically saying that. I kind of put a plan in motion because what mm. he wants to do is he wants to open the gates of hell. Yes. And basically he wants to take over earth. Yeah. Um, he wants to bring hell to earth and take it all over as his realm. Mm-hmm. He's just a demon, but he used to be human. And so what we find out as this book has been going on is the fact that he did take human form, mm. get onto earth and kill Nancy. Yes. Because he spotted her as having a lot of willpower. Mm. And he thought, if anybody is going to be able to get into hell, make their way through and open the gates of hell, it's going to be her. (laughs) (laughs) However, the plot takes kind of a few twists and turns because Nancy's nobody's puppet. Yeah. And And, and first of all, and 
you know, one of the things I liked about Lucifer was that even the other demons taunt him saying like, you know, Lucifer's basically got no will of his own. So if anybody with a strong enough will comes along, he'll just bow to them. Yeah. So immediately he just goes along with <laughs> with Nancy. But when he meets his other people, he just kind of, he, he's, he's crippled by his own, you know, uh, paralysis of, 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 of acting, of actually doing anything. But through Nancy, he kind of comes to the realisation that, hang on, I can do stuff. Mm. You know, I've got power. And then, so part of this story is, 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 is Nancy just fighting her way through hell, but also it's partly him coming to the self-realization that he is, uh, you know, a fallen angel. Well, he it's, has and it's power. Nancy kicking his ass. Nancy kicking his ass. Basically yeah. saying, get off your butt and do something stop, about stop the Stop crying, you, yeah, bet, stop you crying. pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, I just love her. She is such a, she is such a wild character. Uh, the first issue of this, basically she's telling her story yes. of how she got there. And she's in a bar. Yeah. And you're kind of going... Where did this bar come from? And what you actually find out in these early days, and this is really, really important as it goes on, which is that with willpower, basically, you manifest hell to be what you want it to be. Because mm. hell isn't actually run by anybody. It's mm. just this anarchic place where everybody's just feeding off everybody. And eventually what happens is as your willpower goes, you become one of the brain dead. You become... Mm. you, And you get absorbed eventually into the fabric of hell mm. uh, to feed further... Souls or whatever it is that they're actually saying. So half the time they're just making this crap up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but she hooks up with these guys who are basically through what they want hell to be. They've got like this almost like a biker bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're all hanging out there. And of course that you know that moves on. But it's where she learns that she can do things like get her chainsaw. Yeah. Because she, your first reaction is where does she find a chainsaw in hell? She wills it into existence. And that becomes really important in the second volume. Like exactly. the climax of the second volume. Absolutely. And that's actually, as you get to the second book, Nancy and Hell on Earth, it actually becomes Mr. McCarb's downfall. Yes. Because he didn't count on how strong her will actually was. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he just wanted her to get far enough through Hell so she'd get out of Hell and leave the gates open behind her, flooding Hell onto Earth, which is where the first volume ends. Mm. The second volume picks up with hell's taken over San Diego, you know, and you know there are there are demons in the street, there are people hiding, and it becomes more like you know your kind of assault on thirteen kind of. And uh, I would argue, Nancy and Hell on Earth is the better book. I agree, and I even like the art style better in the, yes. in the second one. The uh, second book is is really funny to yeah. start with because the second book, Mister Macarb drinking his pots of tea and <laughs> stuff, sitting on top of the head of a demon, is just quality. The, the, the humor is a little bit more sort of Evil Dead, Raimi-ish sort of thing yes. in, in the second one. And obviously, there is a, an Evil Dead kind of connection there because of the chainsaw and whatnot. And, and that the first book is funny. There is a lot of humor in the first book. But the second book. one's got a lot of cinematic references, yeah. uh, not least of which. And if you peer that in the background, yes, that is a phone. Now, I'd like to point out, that's the first time a phone has rung in this house since we've lived here because <laughs> the phone line hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. A landline. Remember wow, those? what a concept, kids. Actually, no, my, my landline phoned the other night, um, and obviously nobody answered it here. Uh, rang twice, stopped. Rang twice again, stopped. Ooh, Freaked me out. That's like, weird. And it was like an hour apart. That was probably hell calling. That was hell calling. <laughs> saying, Richard, if you finish reading it, I haven't started reading it. So <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, the, the second volume uh, does have that very cinematic feel. It does have that very, um, I mean, you know, you, there's actually characters in there who look like Tarantino and Danny Trejo and yes. whatnot. When when Nancy first comes, like there's this church and everyone's kind of fighting off this demon and whatnot, so, and they're all firing bullets at her and they're not working, and suddenly Nancy comes swinging through with a chainsaw and it's like, hey, what's up? Uh, <laughs> it feels like you know Ash Bruce Campbell coming in a little bit, going hail to the king, baby. Yeah. You know, it's like and I love the fact that when she first mentions uh, um, Lucifer's name. And uh, and and everybody's like, "What do you mean?" Is you know, with all these demons around, he must yeah. be. The, she goes, "No, no, no. He's just he's just a big pussy dog." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which like is funny. And, but then Lucifer starts having these like um, therapy sessions, all the inmates <laughs> in this prison, and they're all following around. But they make him change because they say, you know, dressing up in a loincloth, it's a little bit, you know, yeah, it's a <laughs> you know. Bit. But it's uh, to put him in. So you know, Lucifer ends up being in prison orange by the end of <laughs> thing. But the thing is, the angels, on the other hand, they're like badass. They're all these like naked chicks just riding. Around just just eviscerating and, and people what's interesting because they the, find the, the 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 humans or the monkeys, the monkeys far too noisy. Well, when they were saying that they, the interesting part of that is they all want Lucifer at first mm. because he is their role model. Because yes. as it turns out, in all of this time that hell has been brewing, that they actually rebelled. Mm. 
because Lucifer showed uh, free will or freedom of freedom of thought and freedom of choice. And so the when he got exiled from heaven, mm. all the other angels rebelled up saying, yes, that's what we should do. And they took over. Yeah. And now they hate humans because humans represent what God created. And they just see them as an annoyance and they want to wipe them out. And so when the angels first arrive, you go, oh, the saviors are here. <laughs> no. So they're basically humankind is being attacked on both sides. <laughs> it's 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 sort of some of the themes that Kevin Smith played within Dogma as well. Yeah. And so I quite like that because I, I really love Dogma. It's one of my uh, favorite Kevin Smith films. So I, I like I like the themes they're playing with. There's an old Catholic schoolboy. You know, I, I like the themes that they're playing with. I like all that stuff. I like all the ephemera around <laughs> those things. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit Legion. It's a little bit Evil Dead. It's a little bit, um, uh, you know, uh, old school biblical stuff as well. But it's it's very much a grindhouse film uh, or grindhouse comedy. I like the idea that everybody goes to hell. Everyone goes, yeah. Because the angels won't let you in. <laughs> well, like, you know, and if you want to get rid of Chantilly, there's a little bit of Dante in there as well. There's all these levels that they have to fight yeah. through to get out. Uh, David, look, this is not a book that I would say that I would uh, – Necessarily recommend as a must-read comic. Oh no, 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 not at But all. look, you know, for a Halloween, you need a trashy horror film or a trashy horror comic to read. Uh, that's a lot of fun. You'll get and, it. Look, and you'll look, get you know, a smile been, on your face. You've been wanting me to read this for years. Thank you. I had a ball reading yeah, it. It's a, so. Look, it's a lot of fun. It's one of those sort of books where I sit there and go, I, I go back to it every couple of years, have a look at it, and it reminds me that it is a lot of fun. I love the art style. And it's definitely not going to be for everyone. It's definitely not for everyone. But if you like, you know, you like your 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 Buffy the Vampire Slayer yep. type, you know, tough heroines. You like your graphic, you more your graphic a, horror. Kind if you were more faith than Buffy, more faith than Buffy, absolutely yeah. beautiful, beautifully put, beautifully put. Then you're going to have a lot of fun with this. This yeah. is, and it's short. I agree. It so, doesn't outstay its welcome at all. So otherwise, if you are looking for a classic Halloween book, uh, the aforementioned Batman, The Long Halloween, mm-hmm. is definitely the one to go and get. There's a bunch of other ones, but... We should make mention that there was a one-shot that came after all of this. Yes, Savage so, Dragon. So the Savage... Uh, Nancy in Hell and Savage Dragon in A Dragon Goes to Hell, mm. uh, which is a mouthful of a title. Um, and it came out... Because uh, this is Image Comics. I don't think I've actually mentioned this is Image Comics. <laughs> oh, it's Image Comics, yeah. It, yeah. Came out, it came out a while ago. And in rereading that, you don't need to reread that. No. Uh, because uh, it is basically just an ad for the Savage Dragon. Because I didn't read that one because I just read the main mm. uh, titles. And I'd really would like the, the second volume end, spoilers and all people, with Nancy in heaven. But being at the at the end of well, some, she says, I think I'm in heaven, and the angels are all standing with us. Spears going, "Yes, you are." Right. And so that's like another cliffhanger. It, it's either a nice little punchline at the end, uh, like even heaven's no respite for her, yeah. um, or it's the setup for a third series. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a third series, but I don't know where they'd go with it. Yeah, look, it'd be very interesting to see if El Torres actually has another story in yeah. him. He, I mean, he obviously was thinking about something when he came up with that ending, mm. or was it just the Raimi Army of Darkness? This is the sting in the tail. Yeah, you know, and I think I, it is a bit. It might be, and then I'm quite happy if they and if say it is, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm quite happy if they said this is it, it's done. I would say fine, that's great. Because those eight issues would make a magnificent movie. Yes, absolutely. And as we were saying before, I'd love to see Robert Rodriguez tackle this. I'd love to see them do that movie, but do the Nancy and Hell part in the first half hour, and the rest of it's Hell on Earth. Yes, yeah, yes, I'd that, love that'd to see be really that. good. So yeah, the one shot you can pretty much skip. I mean, it's if you really need a little bit more Nancy, she's yeah. there. The the one shot is kind of set in the middle of it all, even though mm. it came much later. It's kind of set. She's so still in hell. Still fighting in hell. Yeah. yeah. So she's still in hell. So it's kind of set in the middle of all that. It feels a little out of place, but the actual two trades are available. Yeah. Uh, of the two stories, Nancy and Hell, Nancy and Hell on Earth. Definitely have a look at those if it's your cup of tea. Yes, uh, David. Let's wrap this puppy up. Why not? Next week we have no idea what we're going to do. Depends on who we end up getting in. It could be one of several people. Well, we believe uh, it'll be Dave Longo. Dave so. Longo right here. We might have a guest because we have one of two guests lined up. We just have to schedule the days mm-hmm. for them. So uh, if you just go and read a bunch of comics, and we might do one of them that you've read. <laughs> uh, but we'll let you know on the site uh, some of the stuff we've got planned coming up are things like Day Tripper, which we were meant to be doing this week, and uh, the first volume of Jeff John's Aquaman. They're things we'll be doing in the very near future, so have a look out for those. Uh, until then, you can find uh, this website at Behind the Panels. Oh, now. very quickly. Oh, yes. Before we do that, very quickly, just want to throw out a giant thank you to Securi uh, for being our oh, hazmat team and cleaning out the sites, and you'll have all noticed that we're all back up and running yes, now. If no you, more if you redirectors. Vi- if you visited the website in the last week or two um, via a mobile, you would have been sent off to, uh, let's not mince words, some porn sites. You Stuff bet. even more pornographic than Nancy goes to hell, but uh, yeah, big thanks to security for that. And we did actually, we actually did get an email from. I'm, I'm, if I can't find it in time, I can't find it in time. You know who you are, our technician who actually did the cleaning up for us. Yes. Uh, actually, did send us an email saying behind 
Independent Panels is ready to go, and I've already subscribed to the podcast. Oh, fantastic. And Eddie said, I'm going down to tell my friends at the pub tonight. So, oh, there you go. So, so, uh, so even Silver even our, linings. So silver linings on the whole thing. Thank you very much for getting the site cleaned up for us. All of our sites are up and running now, and... Can't recommend them enough. Now, you, back you, to you. You know where you can find us. You can find us at BehindThePanels.net. You can find us on Facebook.com slash BehindThePanels. You can find us on Twitter at BehindThePanels. If you want to leave us some feedback, the best thing you can do for us is go to iTunes, log in, leave a five-star rating, leave a short review, look on Behind the Panels or the Geek Actually Superfeed. That's how the show becomes more famous and moves up the iTunes rankings. Another thing I'd really like you to do on my personal level, because uh, you can find me on Twitter at DVD Bits. You can find me, um, of course, at BehindThePanels.net and the real bit com but I have just started a new podcast uh, with Amy Barker called Podcast Pillow Fort. We're two episodes in. It's a podcast about podcasts. So go to podcastpillowfort.com or subscribe to the Geek Actually Superfeed. Incredibly meta. And you can find me at geekactually.com, which is the home of all of our podcasts. And you can also find me on Film Actually returning within the next two weeks. Uh, so that's coming back. Finally get a film show back Yay. on this network. About time. And you can find me on Twitter at David McVeigh. Fantastic, David. Until next week even. I'm having trouble with sentences. <laughs> it's very hot in this room. I mentioned that. Until uh, it is a little warm. It is a little warm. Until next week, I'm Richard Gray. I'm David. Where's my chainsaw, McVeigh? <laughs> <laughs> and this has been another behind the panels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>